just to say goodbye. Sometimes life hits you from the blind side. If we had the time before your flight, but we'll make sure your light stays bright. Sometimes life hits you from the blind side. Hey, so uh, you probably noticed we started with something a little bit different this time. That is my favorite song off of an indie artist that we just reviewed on AshtonPodcast.com, Encore. I'm, I hope I'm saying it right. I haven't actually spoken in voice terms to Encore, so I'm going to call you Encore. Uh, it sounds like Encore to me. It could be Encore. Anyway, uh, Encore's new uh, EP is out. It's called Shades, and we just reviewed it, and we loved it. That is my favorite track, Blindside, although Shades is the title track. Um, you can get it on iTunes, and you should. There's uh, six awesome uh, tracks on it. I love Encore because he's this really authentic artist. I love him. He's um, vulnerable. He's honest. I don't know. I just kept listening to Blindside over and over and over again. It really sticks with you. Um, so yeah, check it out. It's only like all, you can get it on iTunes. You can get it on Amazon Music. Five ninety four. I mean, come on, six bucks. I mean, it's and it's in your ears and like instantaneously, and you'll have a good time. So it's probably one of the one of my favorite EPs we listened to um, this year. We do review music, by the way. We had I had for years uh, since two thousand and twelve. Scallywagmagazine.com for a long time did a lot of reviews there. Uh, we decided to, you know, change up uh, horses. Started with the Ashland podcast, moved all the music from Scallywag over here. So we do uh, reviews. We do it for a price. We're not doing, you know, we, our time costs, you know, a little bit of money, not a whole lot of money. So if you want us to review your album, please send it our way. We try to stay positive and all that kind of stuff. Not a plug for us so much as just we love supporting other artists. Um, and they charge for their stuff and we do too, but come on, it's always reasonable. Five ninety four, forget about it. Snap that thing up on Amazon or iTunes. Encore Shades. Uh, you can go to ashlandpodcast.com, go to the blog tab and read all about him. You can listen to um you can listen to one of his tracks on there. There's a music video there for you to enjoy. So go check it out there. And uh you will not be sorry. Um so go get Shades by Encore. Okay, this is, we're going to call it best of TV and film 2018. More on the TV side, because let's face it, you and I saw, what, three movies this year? Yeah, in the theater. So I don't know from movies. We're going to talk about them. And again, best of. Let's talk about what that actually means. You and I don't really believe in best of lists. We don't believe in award shows, really. Because the award shows, I did this last year where I sat down and watched all of the the movies that were like best, you know, nominated for best, all the stuff in Oscars and Golden Globes. I mean, I don't know that I necessarily agreed with those choices because then I saw all these other things that I watched and I was like, we always, a lot of us are like, what about this? And what about that? They didn't even mention Mr. Robot last year. And that was probably the best season for me of the fucking series. So... This is why I don't believe in best of. So we're not trying to tell you best of. It's more of just like it's hey, recommendations. Yeah, if you got if you got some downtime, or if you you're looking for something to watch, should we re, should we retitle it recommendations for recommendations? Is just kind of a really lame ass word, though. We should just call it check it out. 
<laughs> like it's 1991. Check it out, yo. Check it out. Uh, we'll probably roll with the best uh, best of TV 2018. But see, you're going to be surprised because there's no top ten list. Again, I also don't believe in top ten lists. Yeah. Top ten of what? Top ten, top five. People make, and again, especially in this world right now, people are making hundreds and hundreds of television shows. You know that we know about. And lots, gobs of movies. So a top ten list actually just makes no sense. It's like literally cutting off your nose to spite your face. Yeah, I mean, just it just just the premise doesn't make sense because there's more than ten. Also, I don't so listen to like ten songs. How do you year. pick the yeah. best ten out of? Yeah. 300. So this is, we're not going to sit down and like necessarily like drill into every TV show, but I have them in waves. These are my impressions of the waves. I think you're going to agree with these waves. We kind of like sat down and put this list together. Yeah. Or, you know, together. So these are, this is the first wave of TV shows that we were like, oh, dang. Like, I would recommend, and again, this, before we get into them, who has time? So there are people who are still catching up to like stuff from 2017. I'm one of them. Right, cause, or 2016 yeah. because you, you work, you have a life, and maybe you don't sit and just like head jack and like watch TV shows all day. Yeah. I kind of have a life where I can sit down and, you know, I can clock a bunch of episodes and watch a bunch of stuff. So I have that kind of time. But, but unless you're like paid for it. Paid to do it for a living, you know, be a critic, and you know how I feel about those people. I'm glad you're getting your money, but I don't necessarily respect what you do, because uh, y'all shit on stuff I love, like Bohemian Rhapsody and Papillon, and eat a dick. Um, but whatever, if you're, you know... Could be a television expert. Look, you're a con artist getting away with it, <laughs> like the what Kardashians. The I just say, you know, get your paper, that's fine. But I'm just saying, unless you have time... You know, you're not getting around to this stuff. Like, some people are just not getting around to The Wire. Please watch The Wire. It's amazing. Um, so, I'm just getting around to The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Exactly. So there you go. Right. And so some people have – you haven't seen The Sopranos yet. I have not seen The Sopranos yet. Right. So this is a – this is a hey, in our honest opinion, and who the fuck are we, these are shows that really are a good fucking time. Like, you're not going to be like, why did they recommend this fucking show? So this first wave are those shows where you're like, wow, all of these are like, you're going to be entertained. And can can we, are these all binge watchable now? I feel like all of these are binge watchable, yes. Okay. And again, also caveat, you have to have Showtime, HBO, Hulu, Netflix, and Amazon. Okay. So if you got that kind of access... That goes without saying. There's not going to be any network shows in here, really. So, this ain't that list. Yeah. I don't watch network shows. I secretly watch... Uh, I don't mean secretly. I secretly binge uh, watch four reality shows. Two of them are Jersey Shore, Family Vacation, and um, Florabama. And the other is Great British Baking Show and Terrace House. The only network show that we watch is The Good Place. Yeah, that's true. That's the only one to, to think about it. And uh, well, and this is this is us is on this list. Oh right? yeah, well you watch Second this wife. is us. I I catch that whenever I'm in the room. You always roll you. your eyes. Yeah. Like I said, every every episode's a finale. <laughs> First wave of the uh, what we're calling <laughs> recommended recommended list. You will be entertained, and this is not in any particular order. So here we go. I'm also going to put this list up on our blog section of uh, of AshlynPodcast.com. So if you want to see it. Um, 
first off, the Americans. Um, they concluded their season this year, their series this year. Yeah. Oh, snap. Yeah, it was, it was so good. So if you – we watched it week to week for years, and it was good, but it, if you take it all in and you binge it, you get it even more so, and yeah. it's fucking amazing. And 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 we were – it's one of those shows where you're like, how are you going to end this? And when we found out that it's going to be the last season, we're just, what are you going to do? do with this? How do you wrap this up? Probably one of my most favorite uh, series endings of all time. Yeah. Loved it. Fucking loved it. Yeah. Also very weird where we are right now in the world. It is very Yeah. Weird. Yeah. And it's like have... history repeating itself like it often does. And you're getting to sort of, you really start to uh, sympathize with uh, Elizabeth. Yeah. And that's, that scene, that final confrontation scene in the garage. Mm-hmm. Uh, best, best scene. Oh, man. Best scene. Noah Emmer, um, Matthew Reese. Um, oh, my God. I'm losing her name. Who plays Elizabeth? Oh, yeah. Um, Jesus. Carrie Russell. Carrie Russell and their daughter. I'm not going to have her name off the top of my head. I'm sorry, girl. You're amazing, Paige. Paige. So the, the, That's true. It's like you go through it, and it's like you see the evolution of Paige because it's like early on. We all were like, like I rolling at Paige. Stand her. So when you start the show and you're like, fuck Paige, yeah. just wait for it. Just wait for it. And fuck Elizabeth. Wait for it, you know? And and um, the actor that comes out of that, uh, Kimmy. Yeah. You know, we've seen her in like Ozarks and now Dirty John. She's amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, watch it. So many good things are happening here. Um, Atlanta, Robin season, this last season of Atlanta. Come on. Donald Glover knows what he's doing. He's good at music. He's good at life. He's good at making TV. He wrote, he writes, produces. He doesn't direct it. Hero Mirai does a lot of the directing. But damn, if you didn't see um, Freddie, was it Perkins? What's, what's, what's Perkins' first name? I'm losing all the shit oh, now. Oh, yeah. That's right. Um, that character, yeah, um, Teddy Perkins. Teddy Perkins, that's right. He actually has his own. Oh, he had his own Twitter handle. Um, love it. I mean, come on. That series was like, I mean, I I got on it late. Mm-hmm. I mean, I got to the point where I was able to binge watch the first season. That's right. And then after that, I started appointment watching it with you. It's so good. It's good. It's dark. It's weird. It's really dark and really weird. Donald pitched it as like the Twin Peaks of hip hop. And it's set in Atlanta. And I love it because I get to see my old hood. And I get to see where my cousins grew up and shit. So I love it. And the, you know, the two other guys in his crew. I mean, the, oh the characters God. are so rich. Lakeith Stanfield and uh, is it Tyree Henry? I don't know. Amazing. I'm not going to have all these names off the top of my head. I'm just talking about the shows. I'm not like the – we got IMDb for a reason. You got it on your phone right now. Go get the app. It's free. Amazing cast. The writing is really writing, good. Writing, all the ancillary, the other characters are just bomb. And then just they talk about race, they talk about where we are, also the struggle of an artist, all them yeah. things. And and friend groups and family. And culture and yeah. racism yeah. and just weird ass shit like that Teddy Perkins episode. Dang. Uh, Killing Eve. If you haven't seen this, it's on BBC America. Uh, Sandra O, oh, Jodie Comer, who didn't get, got looked over again. Wow, I don't watch awards. Jodie, like, is probably one of my favorite villains on television. It's like a villain with a happy face. She's, she's my favorite smiling. She reminds me of Anne Porard and, um, one of my favorite French films back in the day. Uh, yeah. Le oh, Femme de Quitte. Yeah. You gotta check that out. Better Call Saul was really good this, uh, this year. 
Yeah, we're starting to converge all of our storylines now. Yeah, we're coming up to the Breaking Bad um, part in the timeline. Yeah. I don't think this show's going to be on too much longer. I think Gilligan's probably going to wrap it out with next season or the one after. Uh, it's, and I think that's one of those, if you haven't been watching it, it's fine to wait for the whole thing to conclude, and then you'll get to see the whole big picture. But damn, it's yeah. really good. Snowfall. Not a whole lot of love for Snowfall out there, and I don't get it yeah. because it is probably one of the best things that FX did this year besides Pose, which we're getting to. But Snowfall? Snowfall was really good, dude. Are you kidding me? There, there. This was season two, right? This was season two or three. This was another one where I was you got you got on to it quick. And then I was able to binge watch and then catch up. Yeah. And then we appointment watched it. It's so good. Holy shit. And the lead is a British dude, and yeah. there's no way in fucking hell you would know that. Damson. I think I kept calling him Damon Damson. He's... And it's like, you know, it's like you get to see a picture of what, what was going on with the CIA and, and just, you know, the drug war. Biggest gangsters in the, in yeah. the world of the fucking United States. Fucking mm-hmm. biggest pushers right there. Mm-hmm. Brother Ali was right. Uh, so Pose, a uh, wonderful series yeah. from Ryan. Mur- Ryan Murphy is just—he's just a hit maker. He makes—he just makes good shit. Yeah, and he's—I think he's—he's—he's he's, he's like one of the biggest movers right now. Yeah, movers and shakers and doing stuff and and like going in all kinds of different yeah. directions. So Pose uh, was about the 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 world of uh, trans um, and balls and stuff and like with the eighties and nineties. This is uh, also AIDS is just a pandemic that's ripping through the world. Uh, and I love that most of our cast are played by trans actors, trans people are playing trans roles. They're nailing it. Yeah. Amazing actors. Billy you know. Porter comes out of this. Also, we love to see Miss Porter is rising. Go Miss Porter. She's like getting, she's just getting love. I love her. And also, uh, because of Billy Porter in Pose, we get to see him in another one of our joys this year, American Horror Story Apocalypse. Yeah. I think all of us, when we saw that, were just like, we jumped up and down when we saw... Oh, my God. Saw Billy there. Saw B.D. Wong there from Mr. Robot and just everything else. We just love B.D. and whatever she's doing. So I just love to see these queer actors kind of like... There and being awesome. Like, we'll talk about those as a set. So you have Pose over here um, being fabulous. You know, the category is, and we're getting to see that world. And then over here in American Horror Story Apocalypse, notoriously American Horror Stories have been like these beautiful hot messes. You had Coven, which was amazing. You had Asylum. That was my favorite was Coven. And then Apocalypse. Took, and you couldn't finish and Asylum. The, you didn't yeah. you weren't those, The first, the Burner House, Coven, and Apocalypse really are the only seasons i've seen and you loved murder house too but murder you really house loved coven more than anybody yeah. else and uh you had love for uh uh what's her head over me and even andre oh. <laughs> so. andre isn't with it was uh we should have said giving a shout to andre at the very top of this i have we miss you uh he's uh he's, he's getting his vacation on he's getting his vacation on he's chilling he's been working his ass off so yeah. he deserves it he's just uh we're going to see him for Tea Time. We'll talk about the next Tea Time that's coming up. That was quite a hit. You guys love Tea Time. Um, so going back to these two, I, I was blown away. Apocalypse was good all the way through. Some yeah. of them fall apart. A lot of, a lot of these uh, American Horror Stories will fall apart halfway through. I loved Hotel. Roanoke was a hot fucking mess. Um, just hillbilly, crazy, straight razor mess. But I loved it. Cult, I mean, it was a little bit too... 
I don't know that I'm ever going to enjoy cult. It's just a little bit too heavy-handed. There's maybe some love for cult out there. But this one brought all of the things in. You had Billy Porter, you had B.D. Wong, you have Paulson, you have... Um, all of our favorite characters come around, and I'm not going to spoil it for you, but there's a lot of things that get solved and sorted. It was just, I don't know, it was wonderful. It was a lot of fun. And we again, that was one that we appointment watched week right. by week. And we get Cody Fern. He's a new addition. We saw him in The Assassination of Johnny Versace, another amazing, from Ryan Murphy again this year. Yeah. Um, Darren Chris is getting recognized for his work as Andrew Cannanen, a John John Briones, which we also saw in American oh, yeah. Horror Story Apocalypse, and you know Cody Fern. Like he he knows how to move his cast around. I think me and Andre are like we have our fingers crossed that Rami Malek will jump into this world and be in a, one of the Apocalypse or a Mur- Murphy's joints, Ryan Murphy's joints. I know his girlfriend Lulu Lucy Boynton is in the Politician, so. So there you go. I mean, Hopefully we get to see some Rami Malek in some American Horror Story. That is on our wish list. That's what we want to like cross off 2019-2020. Okay. If so, he's not too busy. You know, brothers, he's snapping off a piece. He's rising. He's doing a podcast called Blackout. He's going to uh, voice it, star in it, and then produce it. So go, Mr. Malik. He's being uh, recognized for his Freddie Mercury. All well-deserved. Please go see it. Fuck the critics. Um, Homecoming. Let's talk about something adjacent to Mr. Malik. Um, is Sam Ismail's adaptation of the podcast. We did. You know, we've done a lot of podcasts on these shows, so it's no yeah. surprise. It's good. It's awesome. It is good. That's on Amazon. It's amazing. I'm surprised, though. It's it's getting that, so much love, though, with the awards. Yeah. You know. Kind of shocked. People like what Ismail is doing because he doesn't. He doesn't follow any. He doesn't follow any path. He's doing his own thing. It's like it's sort of because I didn't. Uh, maybe I'm not really tuned into the, all the advertising and stuff, but I'm, I didn't see a lot of, you know, ads pushing it. Mm-mm. It's not like you know big billboards. I've seen a few, but not a lot. Yeah, I kind of snuck out there and yeah. just snatched some wigs before people knew what was happening. It was really good. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Robot season three. Where are y'all at? Mr. Robot, you know, Sam Ismail is good at what he does. Mr. Malik is good at what he does. Carly Chaikin, Christian Slater, B.D. Wong, Joey Badass. Yeah. Do I need to, like, keep going, like, all this cast and what he, what everybody did in season three? Where y'all at? I, I really like. Martin Wallstrom. I like it. Stephanie Corneliuson. I'll just go through the entire. I'll just get down to the gaffer if you let me keep going. I like it more than um, than Westworld. Yeah, I mean they don't need to be in a, a race, but yeah, Mr. but Mr. But Mr. As, Robot season three like was yeah. fucking kick ass. But as far as like you know trying to find, you know, just the intricacies of the story, mm-hmm. sometimes I felt like Westworld was just a little too complicated for its own self it was still really good it was still really good but i think like like what sam ismail is doing is like it's like really smart yeah and it's not getting lost in itself westworld though is is it's i feel like it's another it's another part of the mall i don't feel like it i think you know there's orange julius and then there's like the abercrombie and fetch it's a really weird analogy i don't know why i went there but i don't think i don't think that the same thing i don't think they're trying to be the same thing no no they're not trying to be the same thing but i I just i like 
I like what Samus Bell's doing. Yeah, but I also thought it's on the list. Westworld was a good fucking time. It was. Time. And I think when you see Westworld when in its full-blown conclusion... Then maybe, yeah. I think it'll be a lot more enjoyable than watching it. Because I was like, what? A little bit this year. But I, it was still a beautiful and well done. And It's very interesting to juxtapose the series with the movie. Cause I oh, yeah, like, you, I finally showed it to yeah. you the other day, and you were like, yeah. this isn't bad. The movie was great. I, the movie I loved was great. It. Yule Brenner, man. Yeah. Yule Brenner, born on the same day, July 11th, me and Yule. Um, so let's get to the next one. The Haunting of Hill House. If you haven't seen The Haunting oh, of Hill House yeah, on Netflix, right. oh, my fucking that God. That was so good, too. It's like, I'm not even, you're not even a big horror person, right? Like, you were no. like, you didn't grow up with them. You're not really into it. And I'm not then, a big slasher, you know, like and, and, the horror, and the horror stuff that's out now is just, you know, like, Slasher slash, you know, horror. I don't ever, I'm, never, I'm not really into the slasher shit and the gore stuff. I just don't really care. But um, I did say hereditary, hereditary, I can't say the word, uh, hereditary. Yeah. That one kind of fucked me up yeah. and was not a good time, but I, I appreciated the love for it. But like, uh, no, I don't need that demon shit in my head. I don't, I'm trying to sleep here. I'm trying to get, get by in this world. But the, there was something beautiful about the haunting of Hill House. It's human. Ultimately, it's about us as people, it, the characters. Yeah, the characters. Oh my god! Were, as you know, from from childhood to adulthood, and how they, you know, mix them all together, yeah. and how they deal with this house, they deal with the supernatural, which is not too far from the actual. Right. You, they don't make it too far out there. But and well, in the in the the hauntings, the ghosts, yeah. if you will, are about people. That's all they are. Ghosts, if you believe in them, were people, are people. So that's what I love about it, the humanity of the ghosts and the Haunting of Hill House. Heartbreaking, beautiful, just lovely, and also scary as fucking shit. Like, yeah. Like you're peeing and screaming and then loving and, and then the, screaming. And the faces that they have, and Dude. then you, you watch it again and you Dude. find it, yeah. Mr. Smiley and Bent, bent Neck Lady, I'll say it every time, pee every time. And then, of course, uh, and again, these are not in any particular order. Uh, the Handmaid's Tale, if you've been watching that one. Um, I know it's not a, for everyone. It's almost uh, for some people who um, are triggered and, and are not really comfortable where we are in these times. I, I remember like the first season watching it when all this shit was going down in our country. And I was just like, oh, fuck. I'm like, I'm not really, uh, I'm not feeling good about this. It just made me so anxious. It was like the first season of Mr. Robot made me so anxious. I could barely watch it. Uh, but now we're kind of settled in. We kind of know where we are in the world. Um, the Handmaid's Tale is a fascinating watch. Um, and we're getting to where things are amped. Yeah. It was a little bit like torture porn for Yeah, I was about to say that. It was like, uh, we're, we're, what season are we at now? We're season, we're it was season three. Season three, yeah. yeah. Like, I was afraid at the beginning of the season. I was like, oh, okay, we're just going to watch her just getting. Oh, God. It was just like, come on. They they drug it out a little bit too much. Although I have to say, this season there's a particular scene um, in a house where you're like, I was like, I don't know if this is like the best thing I've ever seen because Elizabeth Moth, Moss is just solo, just doing this yeah. scene, and um, so a little bit up, yeah. It, 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 she's amazing in it, and she deserves all the kudos, and she's she's wonderful. Obviously, all of the all of these characters. I love everybody on this show. Again, there's not a bad uh, performance in it from from all of the roles, the Marthas, you know, the, the 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 all the people, all the positions. But I had to say, it was like we got to get some relief from this because I don't know if I can keep watching this show 
with it just being so fucking shitty yeah for these handmaids like yeah. please for the love of we have we have to see some clap back somewhere right and then we had that little trip where you know you have these two go to canada and you're just like you want somebody to beat somebody head yeah. in so yeah it's it's finally got to a place where like okay all right i'm cool okay i'm cool so the next season is going to be you know, I've been. I, I, we deserve it. Yeah. I want to see the storming of the beach. Yeah. I want to see wholesale ass kicked. Now they've they have gone beyond the story, the actual oh, book yeah. now, right? They so, departed that after season one. Season one. So now we can get into the you know let's <laughs> kick some ass. Season, is it, we're going into season four, right? So yeah. season four should be yeah. I want to see. I'm totally. I'm totally there. I want to rage veins in the teeth. I yeah. want to just see. Yeah. I want to see some. I want to see blood in the streets. Uh, and I want to see all those uh, those girls, you know, out on that, you know, irradiated farm, like just kick yeah. some fucking ass. And then, like, like, uh, like I don't see Rory, Rory over there. See Rory, just killing some more. Rory killerizing some more motherfuckers. She already killed uh, our girl, yeah. you know, that that wife that came into town, uh, Marissa Tomei. She killed her ass. So I want to see her kill some. Like, more. I'm gonna wrap you out. She's going to murk some motherfuckers. So, okay. So, okay. That's cool. Then, I, I don't know if you guys saw it. Hannah Gadsby's Nanette. Uh, it's not a TV series, but it is a special, and it probably should flow into, like, maybe the movie. It's probably its own category. But it's on Netflix, and um, it's brilliant for so many different reasons. I don't want to, like, categorize it so much as to say that it was a journey that I'm glad I went on. I didn't. Yeah. I showed up expecting one thing, and then it completely does a 180 in the middle of it. And um, it made me very emotional. If you listen to our podcast about it, I actually I got emotional um, talking about it. And you'll know why when you see it. Again, all of these are about entertaining. I don't think they're necessarily a, a, a 100% like joyous time, but you will walk away from a lot of these feeling some type of way. Well, I mean, if you think about it as entertainment you know, or art, mm. you know um, – it's it's communicating something. Yeah, not all art is necessarily fun. Yeah. Maybe maybe entertained is a strong word for all of these. I think some of these uh, alter you a little bit. Yeah. And and for the better. Um the next on the list is My Brilliant Friend. I don't know if you've seen this series on HBO. Uh it's nothing short of fucking brilliant. It's just fun. It's fucked up. It's another time. It's something I don't know about. You know, growing up in Naples in the 50s, who would have thought that could be something that was this awesome? You know, it was just completely foreign to me. And um, the actors who play uh, the children, the two girls, from super small to uh, going up to grown up are like all – they're all blowing up, as I yeah. understand, especially the two older characters who play the girls from what middle school uh, to high school. Yeah. And you and, and you see you can and if you go to, you know HBO you see that special that they did and they they chronicle the whole journey from yeah. you know casting through pre production to production that's to, worth it yeah you know, please watch you know, that the, too the the, uh, the release and it's like it they were able to really capture um, something that doesn't happen a lot yeah they, they were there from the beginning yeah. of the, seeing this blow up and then you get to see these two girls mindsets yeah. and too we were saying you know it's like this experience that these actors are having on this set. Will probably never replicate again. Never again. You'll never have that sort of family again. Where I mean, you'll have different experiences, mm -hmm. but that one is special, and not a lot of people even get to 
experience that. Well, I've always said, you know, like watching um, Hearts of Darkness or Heart of Darkness is so much better than watching Apocalypse Now for me. Everybody goes, Apocalypse Now, it's a great movie to watch. And if it's your cup of tea, rock on. Um, I find it really hard to watch. I like Heart of Darkness, which is the documentary about the making of where you see just all the fucking shit that went down. I, I think most of it's uh, self-imposed. Uh, I have no sympathy uh, for Francis Ford Coppola. But it was interesting to see. I think it was his wife who does the documentary. So that's another one. Again, if you want to catch up. Uh, Escape from Denimora. We're watching that now. It's not concluded, but yeah. holy fucking oh, shit. Oh, man. It's so good. Paul Dano, Benicio Del Toro, Patricia Arquette. I mean, come on now. This is this is good shit. Yeah. This is on Showtime. Um, it's about a real life thing that happened. Um, I have to say uh, hats off to Ben Stiller. Yeah. Who's making this happen. Yeah. All of these things were, I mean, it's not unexpected because everybody is, all of these people are, are good at what they do. Stiller is an underrated, uh, director. I didn't even know when He's I saw his name it. up there, I was like, what? No, he, I, I, I would rather watch Ben Stiller make something than watch him on screen. Like, I don't know. He just, he bugs me. <laughs> uh, there's t- there's a couple times when I find him to be brilliant, and sometimes I'm like, Ugh, he's just, I don't know. I just I liked him as the caveman and not at the museum when he's just like da da. That's where I enjoy him the most. I think his comedy is pretty awesome. But um, he when he he's really good at this. He's like Alan Arkin, whom I I liked seeing on screen, or Adam Arkin, but he's like a hell of a director. You know, so Escape from Denimora. It's not over yet. No, it's not. But, oh, my God, already on the list. You got to yeah. see it. Um, Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. You saw season one. You haven't seen season I, two. I, I saw season one in a night. Ooh. I stayed up all night to watch it. And you were into it. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I was, you know, I, I was thinking of Gilmore Girls because it's the same creator. Fan. Yeah, you're not a big it's fan. Not, I'm not, not a fan of I Gilmore Girls. I don't hate Gilmore Girls, but I was just like... I mean, I, I, I'm so glad I watched it, and I yeah. have a fondness for Stars Hollow and those characters. Yeah. Um, and didn't know that the guy, the Kurt, you know, character, that he is the brother, that actor is the brother of the guy who directed Guardians of the Galaxy. They're brothers. Gun. Yeah. yeah, the Gun brothers. I didn't know all that. Uh, but, but I feel like Amy Sherman Palladino found her stride and her voice and who she really is and her comedy beats yeah, and this in is, The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel exactly. with Rachel Brosnahan and this cast. The fact that it can go blue and yeah. that's, where, that's where the quickness comes in. I think, I think if Gilmore Girls were uh, able to say, uh, fuck, yeah. it might, maybe it would have been better. It would've, if it Kurt would've, would've said, fuck all you guys, I'm not doing these jobs. I don't know. Yeah. That's where then when, when that when I when 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 um, she started saying that and it started like like real life talk yeah I was like oh th- this is why it's so good because I'm like I'm now I'm involved I, I also feel want like, to see like the rise of a female comedian from this time yeah. it's saying a lot of stuff about women's rights it's saying stuff about women in comedy I'm a comedy student. Um, I feel like this is loosely based on Joan Rivers and a couple of other comedians. And then we also have like Lenny Bruce literally inserted into the conversation. So uh, it's also very Jewy. I love very Jewy things. Uh, I grew up on very like my early influences were like Lenny Bruce, Richard Pryor, um, 
not that he's a Jew, but I'm just saying these are my early comedy influences. Woody Allen, uh, before that all turned sideways, was like one of my comedy fathers. I, I loved his shit. I didn't know he was diddling underage girls. I had no idea. But like <laughs> he was like the funny guy, and I loved uh, anything Jewish, anything uh, that came from that. You know, and I, I knew Yiddish words, and I, you know, when I was in like junior high, I just loved everything. So it's it's kind of plays into. She's kind of redeemed. She gave me Woody Allen yeah. back without Woody Allen. You know what I mean? Like, so I'm getting some good stuff back. The you know the um, the brisket and the yes. pot roast. The, yeah, the, the whole those method, jokes. the Methodist brisket. Yeah, pot roast is Methodist brisket. So I'm kind of you know she's kind of bringing that back to me, and I love that I'm getting that back through a woman who's not problematic. And she's like she's the show. Uh, Paladino has the show on Amazon uh, that's replacing everybody uh, missing Transparent, which is very problematic. Hopefully that show will come back with real trans actors in it, and we don't have to like watch that guy anymore. Uh, yeah. So marvelous Mrs. Maisel, you will like season two. It starts in a, in a very interesting place, and it yeah, gets I started crazy. I started the, yeah. the first episode so, with the yeah. mom, and yeah, yeah, she, he goes Simone, to France. Yeah, Simone. <laughs> Come on, Simone. Uh, so I'm looking forward. Tony Shelley was getting a lot of uh, shout outs for this, too. So get to see him. He's great in this. Again, The Good Place. I didn't, I haven't finished uh, this last season, um, but I know that I'm going to love it. I just yeah. love the show. I, I like love how everybody we, on the show. We got, we got out of the neighborhood. We got out of the neighborhood. You know. But all of the everybody is holding their own. It's not yeah. just about Kristen Bell and Ted Danson, who are brilliant. I love both of these human beings, but it's also about you know Manny and um, Darcy and everybody else in the show who are um, fucking awesome. Such a good show. So the good place. Awkward. I don't know if you guys saw this season of Awkward. I feel like it's one of those shows like Smill, where everybody was like all jerking off over it, like season one of Mr. Robot, and then they wandered away from it. I don't know where you guys are going, but these shows are still good. Smilf, Awkward, and um, and Mr. Robot, consistently good. What's happening? Where's the love and the joy? Issa Rae did some fun things. I'm loving to see uh, black people not, you know, having to just be all about the struggle, although I know Issa is struggling. I like to see this particular way that everybody's evolving and they're evolving on their different levels. Um, and also um, the sidekick on here uh, is getting her love. I can't, I can't remember your name right now. It, it's on the tip of my tongue. I follow her on Instagram. But she was like the one who peed herself when they were at uh, the Lollapalooza, the whatever in the desert. Oh, yeah, yeah. Remember me different. Um, that comedian now has her own show and it's well-deserved and she's awesome amanda sales is on there she's getting love everybody in this cast is solid and strong that's what i love about these shows they everybody is strong it used to be like when a tv show would be popular to have the one main character that was strong and everybody else was like a b and d actor who would just like get a line and phone it in these shows are all about everybody shows up for work and everybody's good you know it's not just about that one person that's what makes it wonderful for us uh, you did not see this, and you should. It's completely over here in this whole other thing. It's called The End of the Fucking World, um, about the sociopathic kid who's, you know, uh, off setting off on a journey, and he picks up this problematic, crazy girlfriend who barnacles to him. And it's this strange little series uh, on Netflix uh, that's going into season two. Oh, okay. 
Uh, I highly recommend you guys checking out The End of the Fucking World. It's just twisted. It has, it's not like any of these other things. Like, none of these things are like each yeah, other. They're, they're all over the place. They're all over the it. place, yeah. and they're just fun journeys. So, End of the Fucking World. We skipped over it because I was talking, I was including some things together, but Barry. Oh, um, yeah. Bill Hader was made for the show. He designed the show. It's his baby. It's out of his crazy brain about a hitman who ends up uh, becoming an actor. Uh, because he's has a hit out on an and actor. It's so dark. Oh, it's amazing. No ho Hank. Probably the biggest gift out of, yeah. out of just Barry himself. And of course Steven Root is, yeah. is his handler. Barry was so and he is so good and he's coming back. Yeah. yeah, so you gotta check out Barry. Uh, again, no ho Hank. You know, he give bullet, he goes, Oh bullet, oh, and then he gets dead and it's like, Oh, bad guy. <laughs> no. There's Hank. no need to be rude. The guy is just all about manners. <laughs> so uh, I love that guy. Ozark. Netflix. Ozark, yeah. See this last season of Ozark, darker and darker and darker. When where will Wendy go? Wendy is breaking bad, like in a big way. Uh so that that whole thing is amazing and again kimmy's on that we call her kimmy because we know her from the yeah, americans exactly she has a name we talked about westworld i thought it was fun it was i did too oh, such it a was show. and and that one episode um where we're traveling with um it's the guy in the the, the dark suit mm-hmm. his character he's gotten caught he's at the con- he confronts his daughter um is that william yeah yeah yeah, the whole that story one about standalone William. episode. Yeah. When it, yeah, that William episode is really crazy. What they did with the Man in Black is is uh, is really good because I love seeing Jimmy Simpson and then seeing uh, Ed Harris. Ed Harris, thank you. Yeah. Uh, again, everybody shows up for work on that one. Everybody's good. Evan Waitrell Wood, all y'all love you. Um. A show that stood out. We we discovered it way too late. We haven't even seen the most recent season of it there's a season three coming we haven't even seen season two and it's so dense it's so dense and in a good way and so uh, i rarely use this word because it makes my skin crawl but it's a show that you have to unpack because it's so layered is patriot so we're still watching season one of patriot it is so fucking awesome and twisted it's about uh, an undercover is he cia I think he is, yeah, I think he's CIA or, or NSA or he's, something. He's a government spook, a yeah. guy who's deep, deep undercover, who's experienced a high level of white torture. And it's about him and his dad and his brother trying to, in season one at least, about undo a mistake with about $8 million. And he's kind of, he's unraveling. He's slowly, he's been undone by white torture. Yeah. It is like, it's been deemed one of the worst forms of torture, like, ever. So that's a plane flying overhead, probably uh, dropping chemtrails on the house if you're those one of those paranoid people. Uh, so Patriot is like it's it's got all this deep dark shit in it. And I was once very good friends with a government spook, so a lot of it I'm like, this is stuff he told me about. This is, and I'm like, what? And then there's this whole element of f- he's a folk singer, yeah, and he's got this beautiful voice, and he sings about like what went wrong in his mission. Yeah, so he's like, yeah. yeah, he's in these like little clubs doing like you know, open mic nights, yeah. just revealing secrets and like saying the names of leaders he tried to assassinate. And it's so fucked up and amazing. It's like if Mr. Robot was made about like the NSA 
it's I feel like that's why I love it. It's very it's it's not Sam Ismail's style, but it's this whole other layer over here. It's fucking awesome. And, and the and the comedy it's I don't know I don't know if it's it's deadpan. Yeah. But it's just like like you have five guys standing at a urinal. Yeah. And they're all talking about something in this and the cadence is just really weird. And to see all of these faces and to see all these actors yeah. that you'll you're like, oh my God. The the brilliance of is it Kurtwood Smith? Probably getting that wrong. Yeah, and then the guy from Lost again. All these names I didn't I don't have all of this in front of me. This is a huge amount of of just seriously just check out Patriot. Yeah, check it out Amazon. It's on Amazon. If you have Amazon, it's already a part of your package, so you can see it there. A show that I love every single season that it's on. Um, it's, it's my little favorite gem. It's, it's a vignetted show, but it's got guy running through it as high maintenance. I thoroughly loved high maintenance this year. We're getting to see the, the evolution of what's going on with guy in New York. And I love the show. I don't know why I, I just love it. It's about weed culture. It's about New York, but it's mostly about this guy who, who sort of flows through all of these stories and I've loved being on the journey with him. It's one of my favorites. Strangely enough, it's a documentary on Netflix called Wild Wild Country. I don't know if you saw it. Uh, again, something I don't have any kind of relationship to. They're somewhere in the Dakotas or somewhere, I don't know, Montana. I feel like it's one of those places. Maybe it's Montana. About this cult back in like the 80s. They started like they came in and they swooped in. This Bhagwan Rajneesh dude swept swept in with like his his right hand chick. Oh, I remember that one. And they overtake this town and these Montana farmers like they needed some help. They needed some injection of cash, but they did not want this. And it's just basically the face off that goes down over the ranch they set up, and it's just how a cult is made. And then how it completely unravels. It is insane and truly enjoyable to watch. And they have all of these uh, these people like th- that lived through it. You know, the main players from the cult. Um, uh, well, we don't have the main dude. Like, he's no longer with us. But, but there was, like, serious illegal shit going on, it right? It was insane. Yeah. It's insane what she does. Yeah. Poisoning and all what this kind of stuff. What the fuck? Yeah. yeah, it was nuts. You got to watch it. Yeah. And how they justify it, and how you're like, I know that you, this makes sense in your head, but it's not like Jonestown. It's kind of like you feel like Jonestown might, maybe was thwarted, was cut off. It's so crazy. Wild Wild Country, Netflix. Um, second wave. Now here's the second wave. I'm going to go through these very quickly because these are like these were shows we watched that we enjoyed, and some that you didn't see. Uh, and I'm sure, arguably, some of these should have been in the first wave. But this is just kind of how we felt about them. We enjoyed Rick and Morty. Yeah. Uh, was that this year? I want to say it was. Maybe I, think, I, I don't maybe... think it was this year. It's been a while. I think it was two years ago almost. No, Rick and Morty was either 2017 or 2018. I think That's it was 2017. I'm not really sure. Maybe it wasn't. I'm, I'll be honest. I'm way too lazy to look it up, even right yeah. now. The Deuce. The Deuce was. Um, I didn't. I didn't get into the Deuce. This is. Uh, this is. You know the the creator of the Wire. So if you're if you're into to him, it, it's a whole lot of um, Maggie Gyllenhaal that I'm I'm not a fan of hers. 
Um, I loved her in Secretary, and then everything after that, I've just been kind of like, I feel like she's so feeling herself that there's no room for me to feel her. I feel like she's one of the, I could have her completely wrong, but I feel like she's so, like, look at how amazing I am in her performances that I, I just yeah. can't, I can't do it. I think it's 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 her and it's Franco. And that was the next point. A whole just, lot of Franco yeah. is, it's just, it's that's what makes it almost unwatchable. But then, if you like don't, if you ignore them a little bit, and you you eventually get to like them over time, like you get you because you know David Simon knows what he's doing. It's the other characters. It's it's the girl who reads, who's who is paid. Her John has her watch TV shows with him. It's those ancillary characters. It's the other characters. Mostly, it's the people of color on the show that make me watch the show. Yeah, the pimps and the prostitutes. Who I'm there for. The white people on the show, except for the one dude from The Wire, second season, Vampire Bill. He was on True Blood. Oh, okay. That guy. I love him in anything that he does. But otherwise, everybody else is, all the white people are boring to me. All the black characters are what I'm there for. So that's why I loved it. Sharp Objects, very hard to watch. Very triggering. It was a a short series um, based on the book. On HBO, it's Amy Adams is, is it Mick Adams? Amy Adams, the redhead. Yeah, she's so intense. It's really intense, but it was, it's a good performance. Again, these are things that like you, I you know, you have to be in a certain type of mood. Yeah, I started it and then I just I really intense. Um, Patrick Melrose felt the same way about it. We enjoyed it, and I put that in finger quotes. It wasn't enjoyable, but. And you don't really like Benedict Cumberbatch, but I, I slash I, Zachary Quinto <laughs> because of their similar of their eyebrows, eyebrows. <laughs> the shape of their face. I don't know. And I thought they were. I thought Quinto was British too for some reason. <laughs> but um, I I actually enjoyed uh, Cumberbatch in this one. It was really. Well I done. thought because he 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 tends to the way he acts. There's a, just there's a lot of movement in him. There's yeah. a lot of taking up of space. And I think that character was that person. Because he was so twisted. Yeah. He fi- it finally fit for you. It was like this constant rambling. Mm. That's what I feel like when he talks. It's just like like you know a, a faucet that's not dripping. It's just on. That white noise. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that character was very much like that. Yeah, I think they, they. I feel like the peanut butter and the chocolate finally came together, yeah. and like this is like okay, this this is it's like the marvelous Mrs. Maisel. This is what this is designed for. Yeah, Got yeah. It. Uh, and then Shameless. I always love the show. I always love the series. Every time it's back, I, I think they're they're usually they have a season every year. Um, I always love this cast. I like where they've come to. It's one of those shows that I'm so invested in that hasn't let me down. It's not like The Walking Dead where like they just like fuck you. Um, and you're we're not going to reward you for watching this season. I feel like Shameless rewards you for sticking around. And I know this is the British counterpart. This is the American uh, version. I love it. And they're they're not wrapping that up anytime soon, are they? I don't see it going off the air, but I know that um, Cameron's left, and I know Emmy is uh, leaving. So I'm here for the other characters, and I think it's strong enough to stand on its own. And like I said, I love William H Macy as his as an actor and other stuff. The the less of the Frank stories I get on the show, the better. But this last season, I've actually enjoyed Frank. I feel like he just does the same things over and over again, but he's starting to make sense. 
But I've been, uh, I've loved uh, watching the evolution of Fiona and it's going to, I'm going to miss her. Um, seven seconds. You didn't see it. It's very intense. Again, these are intense um, shows. Seven seconds is, is worth uh, your time, but it is intense. Black Mirror. Um, was fucking yeah. amazing. Probably should be in the first wave. I, I would put, oh yeah, I put Black Mirror up there. So I would say in the first wave, Black Mirror was exceptionally good, especially like um, USS Callister. Yeah, so McCallister or Callister. Crocodile. Oh my god, it was just. And again, was that out this year or last year? I said uh, it was this year. I think it was 2018. Was it? Okay. Yeah. The Rain. It is a German series on Netflix. Is that I, the one where, where they go into the bunkers? Yes. Okay. The Rain, again, intense, German, unusual. Yeah. Loved it. Preacher was good this season. Preacher was good this season. I like Preacher because of uh, Grandma, yeah. Betty Buckley, Word. She was amazing. I like that we had our three, our trio back yeah. together. I love that we got to see... Um, what happened with Cassidy and he went off to get a boyfriend back in New Orleans and we had our queer vampire like kind of love off. I like what happened there. It was a good season. Yeah, I liked it a lot better than season two. And it got overlooked. I don't know oh. why, but but season three was really strong and I loved uh, the hillbilly characters back in Texas. That whole, the whole family. It was good. Like Angel Town, is that what it's called? Angel, Angelville. Angelville. And Ruth Nega, again, the, I love her every... Um, every year, but she's even stronger. It was good. It was a good season. Joe Gilgun was great. Dominic Cooper was great. Um, Queer Eye came back. With, did Queer Eye came back again? Yeah, this season year? two this year. Yeah. Um, not as strong as season one for me, but I still enjoyed it. And you know, I'm really just here for anything Jonathan Van Ness does. Yeah, I love him so much. Different, different. Uh, selection of yeah of people. It wasn't like I think, season one. I think they go to Australia in season three, so I'm kind of looking forward to that. But I'm kind of here for Jonathan Maness. He is yeah. I love her. She's like learning how to ice skate right now. She's like, mm. I just love it. It's the, <laughs> I feel like if we want to look at the definition of what represented 2018 in a person, it would be JBN because. She's out in the streets just being her genuine self and being like nobody's I think she's a good um earmark of you don't know where you are until you see something like that and that just kind of moves expectations and standards and a watermark to a different place for me. So I feel like yeah, queer out queer I wasn't as strong second season, but Jonathan Van Ness yeah, it was still good. Feeling ha. Huh? The Romanos um, came from out of nowhere. I thought it was really enjoyable. A couple of episodes, I was like, just white people standing around talking, which I'm not into. Yeah. That's why I couldn't get into a couple of other people's stuff. I'm just like, I just don't really want to see people of a certain age sitting around pondering their children and shit. It's like the first two episodes were amazing. Were really good. And then the later last on, episode the was one amazing. in the hotel and, and then yes. the, the, whatever, you know, they were doing that movie was spotty. really good. It was spotty, but the movie one, oh, yeah. the movie one still like fucks with yeah. me. Yeah, that one kind of shook me a little bit. I was like, what yeah. the fuck? Uh, and again, it's Matthew yeah. Winter who did this, who did Mad Men. So it felt about as uh, uneven as Mad Men could be. People were like, it was an amazing series. Not every episode, guys, but um, it, it was really good. Dirty John, we're just starting to watch this. It's just starting to, we're only on episode four. Eric Bana and uh, Connie Britton are making the podcast that I couldn't stop thinking about 
based on the real life podcast of shit that went down and where is that? Uh, down in OC, like and the OC man, Balboa Island, Newport, yeah, yeah Newport area. Beach, yeah. I was just like, I want to shake this bitch by her shoulders until her teeth rattles. I think everybody feels that way about her, but just wait because Kimmy's in this. Yeah, yeah, she's in this. She's got a name. We need to look her up. She I'm following deserves... her on Instagram. Look up her name. We've got to give her shouts before this podcast is over, um, because I was listening to this because it, it was it popped up on like top of the charts dirty john and i started listening to it and literally in that first episode i was like oh i'm listening to every one of these podcasts and it's re-emerged back on the charts because of the tv show but you're just sitting here it's one of those like just popcorn eating you're like what is this bitch doing why is she come on all of us can see this from the, and we're all ronnie we're all veronica going why are you letting this dude in our life not just your life but our life What's her name? Uh, I'm still trying to find it. Okay. <laughs> so, Dirty John, we're just, I'm absolutely hooked. It's on, where am I watching this on? I'm watching it it's on. It's on Bravo. It's on Bravo. That's right. We're seeing all your commercials. So, I know. I know. It's like, hey, you worked on that. It's like, oh, shit. The guy with the TV head. Oh, Julia Gardner. Julia Gardner. You're amazing. We're going to start calling you kid, uh, Kimmy now. Julia. Julia's awesome. So the Kaminsky method, I just clocked through it the other day. Here's the thing. People of a certain age are going to understand what I'm saying. If you love Paul Mazursky, the writing of uh, Paul Mazursky, this is that show. It's, it's clever. It's funny. It's two legends. It's Arkin and Douglas mixing it up. It starts with um, uh, Alan Arkin's wife has got cancer and uh, this teacher, Michael Douglas, is he's an acting teacher. They're at a certain place in their lives. One is the agent and one is the actor. And it's them. You know, we start in Musso and Franks. Oh, wow. Of them getting together. And it's very Hollywoody. It's very like old guys in the business who are kind of going through their times. And it starts with this big event in the agent's life and them kind of on this journey together. It's very subtle, it's very small, but it's also, um, it kind of, it realistically nails those guys that are, that we kind of know a little bit just from on the fringes of. Uh, what, what is it on again? It's on Netflix. Netflix. It's called okay. The Kaminsky Method. Uh, the Great British Baking Show, I don't know if it came out this year. We're just getting the episodes late. Uh, they switched off hosts and, and now we have new hosts and... Um, I love them all. Yeah. I miss the old host. I love the new host just as much. I can, I love Neil Fielding, Noel, Noel Fielding, Noel Fisher, Noel Fielding. Fuck. I don't know. Yeah, there's too many fucking names to remember. What am I? You know, a television expert. I'm not a television expert. Uh, and then Castle Rock. We thoroughly enjoyed Castle yeah. Rock. It was spooky. It was, uh, the, they, all things Stephen King. All of his books and characters. See, Castle Rock, I think it, it's on the border of first wave, second wave with yeah, me. I just yeah. thought it it, it, it didn't it, – at the end, at the end of the season, I was like, what? They lost me in the ending. Yeah. I was not feeling the ending yeah. so much. They didn't really answer some questions. Yeah. So that's why that's why you're in the second wave. But I did, I did love me some Bill Skarsgård, so I enjoy yeah. watching Bill. Um. Third wave. I'm going to go through these real quick. The Innocent Man. 
It was a documentary we just watched. We were playing Fallout mostly when we were watching it, so I didn't get all the details. But ultimately, it's like making a murder. Uh, justice was not served. You're in, there's man. There's this poor man serving 33 years for something he didn't do. You're hoping justice will be served. Hopefully, the Innocence Project will get this man out of prison because he did not fucking do it, and they proved it, and we watch it on screen. Can we now let this person out of prison, please? Please let the person out of prison. And all of the incarcerated uh, black and brown people who didn't do it while, while we're at it, can we? that's what I want from Santa. Can we release people from incarceration because people are lazy or political or whatever? Okay. Uh, nailed it. We love Nailed It. I don't know if it, this, something new came out this year. I feel like it did come out. Just for Nicole Byer alone. Oh, yeah, that's right. Nailed I'm it. I'm just here for Nicole. <laughs> I'm just here for Nicole's reactions. And I I, th- I want her to blow up even bigger. She's amazing. And she's um, she's everything. And I want to hang out with her. Uh, salt, fast, uh, salt, fat, acid, heat. Um, a food show. It changed our lives. Probably made us fatter. And made us... Um, Probably on the verge of hypertension yeah. because we're putting a I, lot more salt. No, in our I had, food. I'm, I'm working on how to how to how to use the salt correctly. Right, but at the same time, uh, if you're not good health wise, maybe don't follow all this advice. It's not it's not a health show. It's not here for healthy. Literally in the title, it's salt, fat, acid, and heat. I'm just telling you, if you're on a diet, probably don't watch the show. It will make you hungry. Terrace House opening doors. Again, I know the show probably came out like two years ago. We're just getting it in the States. They just put the second wave of episodes out. It is my crack. It is my, literally when I want to calm down and just when the world gets too crazy and our government is just doing all kinds of foolishness and chicanery and we're putting people in cages and talk about caravans and shit, I'll just pop on Terrace House and I have to focus on it because it's in Japanese. But these people get worked up about like somebody eating somebody's meat, so <laughs> or somebody like not cleaning the bathtub or something. And it's very Japanese. They're in Nagano right now, right? I think they're yeah, they're in Nagano adjacent. It's like a little okay. ski town up there. Um, I, I'm there for the host. I'm there for these these little yeah. children who are falling in love. And the cool thing is, if you hang out for it, we finally get a bisexual uh, boy who's moved into the house. We have a queer boy. Who's never been out with a boy, but he's he's fixing to maybe like he's he's exploring this. So Terrace House opening doors, love it. Saturday Night Live. Now, if you are a conservative, a Trump supporter, you're probably not enjoying Saturday Night Live because I'm going to tell you the openings. Some of them are like oh snap, and I am enjoying all of the impersonations that Kate McKinnon specifically is doing, like Jeff Sessions and her Giuliani is great. Um, And we love Beck Bennett as Putin. But I have to say, it's a little bit just, it's like, okay, we get it. You hate the president. You hate what's happening. You want them, you know, you want people to go to jail. And, you know, I feel you some days. I'm just like, come on now, come on. But I have to say, if you get past the openings, the cringe-worthy openings, if it's that's not your politics, the show's had some pretty funny shit happen this year. Saturday Night Live is not for me. I've always watched it. People are like, it's Saturday Night Live sucks. It's it's cool to say SNL sucks, um, and it has been since the fucking 80s, but I still feel like it's something that I watch every week. It's like my religious thing. Uh, and I'm not, again... The liberal shit, I get it. I get it. It, it annoys people who are not, li- you know, are not in those politics. 
but some of it's pretty fucking funny. It is. And then the 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 re- most recent the Jason Momoa. Jason Momoa's episode episode was, was hilarious. I mean, it was, I think uh, it's probably my favorite yeah. one. It was just just weird. It was weird and funny. Probably the standout of the season was Jason Momoa just coming out. And like they just used Jason Momoa in the way you're supposed to use him. <laughs> He's this big, tall, beautiful <laughs> dude, and they just used him. The extra. I'm just extra. I'm just extra. <laughs> just there was just some so again, give it a chance. This is us. You don't watch it. I love it. Um I, I just sometimes I just need an extra injection of sugar. I just want to just mainline sugar. So I go over to This Is Us where every episode is a finale. It's not everybody's cup of tea. I'm surprised that I like it because normally I hate this kind of shit. It is sappy as fuck. Yeah. It's like it's like pouring adrenaline on whatever gland or something that creates yeah. emotions it or just deals bathes with it. your brain <laughs> in, you know, in, in endorphins and you're just like, ah, yes. Uh, the world is right. Everything works out. Tragedy, but pain. Tragedy, but pain. And then the fact that they time jump, it's like it's it's a time jumping emotional roller coaster. I was I, no one's ever dead on this show. I was watching. Um, I wasn't watching, but I was working on this project with uh, talent. They were just talking about this is us, mm-hmm. and they didn't know the actor's name. And they referred to him like what we do when we refer to Rory. Yeah. They referred to his name from uh, from Gilmore from Girls. Gilmore Girls. Yeah. And they were like, oh, but what about... And they're like, oh, Jesse. Yeah. But what yeah. about Jesse? Jesse. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Milo. Milo is amazing. And I've, I've grown to appreciate and I and love him. I love him. He is, he is that guy. I feel like he is a real-life Jack in a certain way. He's just such a good dude. You know, he's like raised as like a pesco vegetarian or, or he's like a vegan or something like he's just like a but he's not one of these like crazy people that you go okay i get it no i'm with you i understand it i agree with you wholeheartedly please stop yelling he's like this really lovely person who walks the walk he's just a good man he's like he's what a real californian actually is that's a californian he's not one of these transplants who comes in here and is like all like insane he's like you He's just this peaceful, easy feeling, real Californian, you know. Uh, claws, come on! Yeah, it's 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 popcorn, you know. It's I love it. I love everybody in it. It's the dumbest plot lines. <laughs> they make no sense. I love Roller. I love che- seeing chewing Dean Morris, and I'm just really here for Nisi. Yeah. Nisi Nash, she's just also damn like the body on that girl. I love it. Um, season two was really fun. Season two was really fun. Loved it. Marching orders. It's about that band from Alabama going to competition. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Can't stop watching it. Can't stop thinking about it. I want a season two. I want them to follow another band. I don't think they had a budget. They have like five dollars, and they did this thing, and it was like drumline. You know, it was like this marching band going. And again, because I guess I grew up there, and I'm like watching all the stuff, and I'm like just, I don't know, kind of. I miss home, but I don't want to go back there. Like going there, it's like I'd li- I'd like to see the Eiffel Tower, but I don't necessarily want to go yeah. through the pain in the ass to get on a plane to go to Europe. It's like, oh, there it is. It's pretty. It was really like, and uh, it was Patriot, really good seeing thing. you know the behind the scenes of you know just what the marching band's like. Yeah, yeah, and I lived. The, I was in a marching band in school, so I was like relating a lot. Although I'm not relating to some of it because you know I was a white kid. No, black, all my friends were in, were in the. 
the marching band. I was in the orchestra. Oh wow! So there you go. Should have been in the band though. You would have been. You would have been cool. You would have liked the band. The band trips really, and the grueling marching in the hot sun. Yeah, and you know, maybe I wouldn't be able to do that. I think you probably would have liked it. Okay, then Doctor Who. And again, we always know what Doctor Who is. Doctor Who is not necessarily a show that you go. It's the most amazing thing. It's always consistently the same thing. It's like if you go to McDonald's. It's always McDonald's, man. It doesn't really change. Yeah. And Jodie Whittaker is my... I love her as Doctor Who. And even though I love Peter Capaldi like so hard, I did not love his Doctor Who. I had moments of great deep love for his Doctor Who and then sometimes I was just like... Ugh. You know, I didn't... He wasn't a Matt Smith or a David Tennant. Yeah. We now have a Doctor Who that I, I'm here for. Yeah, I think Although and that's what some she does. of their episodes are very cringy, like they're trying to be like woke. I wish they would stop that and just like the, they did like this whole Selma epi- thing. Yeah, that was yeah. Don't do that. You don't that's not your lane. Yeah. Don't get in that lane. Yeah. You don't need to do that. We already have a female Doctor Who. We always we already have a queer sidekick who's, you know, of color. Just leave it at that. We yeah. don't have to go over here. I love that there's an older man in it, too. There's an older white man in it who's just hanging out. I love that. Let's, we need to redeem some white dudes. I love it. Let's do that. We have Dave Grohl, and we have this guy. It's fine. Um, the Sinner, I didn't finish the second season with Elisha Hennig, who was in Doctor, who was in Mr. Robot Season 3, who was amazing as, you know, the kid, is Trenton's little brother. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I don't know if I finished it either, but I got pretty far into it. I, I don't know if it was because episodes weren't out. I think it was. They make it really hard for you to watch USA shows unless yeah. you appointment watch it. Yeah. Who's appointment watching a USA show outside of Mr. Robot? I don't know why you would do that. Stop making. And we actually have fucking cable. Yeah. Can you make it? I don't think USA is as bad as AMC. Oh, AMC is the like, fucking worst. AMC's come watch my fucking show. And yeah. I'm like, you know what? Fuck I'll, AMC. I'll get around to it when I get around to it, bitch. So I'll watch all stuff when, you know, maybe there's a changing in the guard. Yeah. Or you, I don't know. Like what whatever deal that you guys have with with Spectrum, or whatever, you know, I'll wait till it comes out on. I'll Amazon. Catch it later. I'll say yeah. I'll see your show in 2025 and rave about it then. Yeah. Uh, movies. So that's my that's my TV list. If you had something that you is there something that we didn't cover that you were like, what about? No, I'm sure that, it's going to happen like later on. Go, oh fuck. Yeah. Uh, movies, I didn't see that many. I, I love The Ballad of Lester Scruggs, which you can see on Netflix. That's the Coen brothers. I love everything they've ever done. Uh, Black Klansman, we really enjoyed that. That was Spike Lee, man. Yeah. This time, it wasn't like, I love, I appreciated Chirac, but it was almost unwatchable. Yeah. You know, and I love sweet, The Sweet Blood of Jesus because I was there for Rami Malik, but what? Why? Um, so, but this that, was really. This was like concentrated on point. Made sense. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Black Klansman for sure. Bohemian Rhapsody loved it. It yep. was a good time. Yep. If you want to see Freddie Mercury doing rails off of a small person's penis, they're probably going to make that movie. But I loved that they made Freddie and Queen accessible to a PG thirteen audience, so a new generation could enjoy. And I'm seeing it on Tumblr. Fans from the day and the new like ten, thirteen, fourteen year old kids. Uh, can go and watch this yeah. with their parents. People are having conversations about queerness. Uh, people are, are uh, there was a lot of people who walked out of the the theater when they found that Freddie was gay. And as Rami Malek said, "Good fucking riddance." Yeah, you know. And I think I think the decision to do it this way is it, it's the way it should have been done. It was smart, and it was yeah. because Brian and Roger 
knew their friend, loved their friend, and they wanted people to know how special he was. Yeah. If you want to know how he got AIDS, that's that's on you. There's, you go, an, inter- you know, there's an internet. You go to the internet and read that. And it's like we don't need to see the tragedy. We it's already, also none of our business. Yeah, we already know The man was very private about that, and he, you know, he had a stage persona and had a personal life, whatever. Can't say that enough. Bohemian Rhapsody is fun. It's going to be out on streaming in February, so you make up your mind then. We get to watch it again. February watch, and I'm going to watch it over and over and over again. Roma. We just watched this on Netflix. Um, I had a friend who always, like, she takes my recommendation. Cindy was like, I can't get this two hours back. I don't know why she didn't like it. Maybe it's not her cup of tea, but Cindy's got some pretty broad taste, so I'm a little shocked that she didn't love it. Um, Yalitza. Yeah. Arapazio, who plays the lead, who plays, um, oh, I forget the character's name. I can, I can remember that name, but I can't remember, like, it's something like Cleo. Uh, she plays this this main character, and uh, I, I loved it. I loved her portrayal. Uh, we don't get to see um, this type of brown person starring in a movie. Uh, and she's, I want to see her blow the fuck up. She's amazing. The story is quiet, yet it's explosive. It's, it's Mexico, 1971. Um, there's turmoil in the country. It's one woman's story. She's a domestic working for this wealthy, I noticed light skinned family. And so it's, it's her story. And you think the story's going to go in a certain direction and be typical. And if it had gone there, I think I would have been like, okay, fuck Roma. It goes in this place that, that I love. And if you're, if you're showing up for Roma to be this big explosive, you know, um, rote movie you're going to be disappointed if you're just there for the characters and just a quiet story i think you have to be sympathetic to women and sympathetic to human beings to appreciate it maybe i mean that sounds very high-handed of me i'm I'm going off all judgmental if you don't like this then you're not a person i guess i was kind of saying it that way but it's like it's a really subtle beautiful little story um and i loved it i loved how quiet and, and gorgeous and moving it was very simple uh, I uh, love. Uh, uh, is it y- Yalitza Arapazio? Yeah, and the, and she yeah. was just on the cover of uh, like Vogue Mexico. Yeah, and I'm like, get it, Queen. Please be in other stuff. Cast her. I love her. And again, you know, somebody has to show it to you. Someone has to show you a Rami Malik in Mr. Robot. Has to show you a Yalitza and Roma. Someone has to show it to you. A Issa Rae has to come along and make it for herself. Has to show you that stories by people that you wouldn't, um, you know, otherwise want to see are changing the game. I love the face of all of this changing. I love it. More, 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 more. You know. Um. Black Panther. A lot of people were saying that movie wasn't any good. I loved it. We saw it. We saw it, what, at least twice. We saw it twice. And then we bought it. And then we bought it and watched it. I think I've seen it four times. It's not that it's some sort of like earth-shattering story. It's that I was more interested in watching black faces tell this black story. You know, that's what made it special. It wasn't terrible. It wasn't earth-shattering. But it was fucking enjoyable every single I know a lot of y'all didn't like Papillon or didn't see it, maybe. 
because uh, you compared it to the 1973 film. It was good. I love Charlie Hunnam and Rami Malek, but I am prejudiced because I like everything pretty much that Rami's in. Well, that's not true. I didn't really care for that Twilight movie so much. And Need for Speed was a joke, but you it was just fun. Got to see his flapjacks, so I loved the character. Of him. <laughs> and it was just that was a fun that was a fun ride. Um, I didn't really see movies. I'm hearing huge things about the Spider Man. Spider Verse um, movie. Oh, that's everybody's raving about that. We saw the we saw the uh, a uh, uh, preview for that seven times because yeah. we saw well, I mean Rhapsody seven times. So everybody's like, I know Andre just saw it recently, and uh, during our tea time, he'll give us his thoughts. So can't wait for it. tea time is coming up. We're gonna do that. We're gonna try that do that on New Year's Eve day. Don't hold me to that. You know how it is around here. We're totally in holiday mode. This is how in holiday mode we are. We planned this, though. Back in the summer. No, we set this up. We purchased our pre-orders for Fallout 76. And our plan was when it slows down in our industry, we were going to sit on our asses. We're not going anywhere. We're not spending any money on presents and stuff. We bought our copies. We got our router. We upgraded our internet yes. you know, to... To maximum speed, or, or like yeah. just below maximum speed. And we, maximum we, speed our, our plan was insane. sit and play Fallout on our asses. Got a new router. And not let the Christmas holiday like be all depressing and weird and like how they impose that on you because we had to fight that. This year we embraced it, and I got to say we're having a hell of a time. Yeah. Not only are we having a hell of a time playing Fallout 76, it has been made better by the fact that last Monday... We go. We get on every morning because we're trying to find like ballistic weave. Can a bitch just get some ballistic weave? I'm just saying. Why am I running around this game, and it's so rare? Come on, seventy six. Just put it under a tree or some shit. Cause can a can a can a bitch get some ballistic? Or weave? just like put it put it in put it have it in one of the robots that we always have to kill. Right. Make it hard, sure, but then let's just make it. Come on now. I'm having to loot Fort Defiance and go up to McClintock all the time. Those I'm, I, and I, there's like one pouch. And there's one of them. Yeah. And then if a bitch has gone through there before me, like I don't get no ballistic weave. Anyway. I got five pieces of armor that all need them. I can't fix my get, armor. Yeah. I can't, and I can't go into battle and level up anyway. These are Fallout 76 problems. And I know there's a lot of hate for the game. And we were, we have kicked the fence a couple of times yeah. we have kicked dirt a couple of like fuck this game it's way too hard they've been fixing it over time and i think we were kind of like this is a game we'll play until we get like red dead redemption like we're waiting for that to get all like bugged out like fixed and we were going to do that as an online game so monday i'm chilling in my camp and this dude rolls up now his name is street stomper i won't give you the full name but it's street was something like that like from american history x and i'm like oh shit a skinhead has just rolled into my camp and like, what do you do? It's awkward. I'm in the middle of building my camp. <laughs> he's just sitting down, and he's like, he starts playing. He starts playing your instrument, yeah. You know, your banjo or something. I, my camp is down the street, and you're just like, can you come over here real quick? There's a dude. There's in someone my in camp. my camp. <laughs> so the guy like comes on, like he comes on. He doesn't just do the weird emojis or just be strange like some people do. Um, and he's not like trying to beat you up like some people do. He wasn't trying do. to kill me, which which happens. But he was like, just chilling in my camp, and I was like, I, I don't want to pop out of the server and be rude. I'm very southern. He also knows where I live, literally. So we put on our headphones, I mean our headsets, and start chilling. And I guess the guy's like, you know, he's having a snow day. He's he doesn't. He's a guy who's in the construction industry, and he he's off that day because of snow. He's up in Northern California, and I was just like, okay. 
well, we'll just tolerate this dude. I just didn't know what to do. And he was like, I'll just, I'll just chill out with you guys. I'll just hang out with you. And we start talking. And that was the beginning of a really cool relationship yeah. with him. He's now on our team. Yeah, like every day this week, we've gotten on at the same time. Yeah, because he gets off his gig at like 5.30 or 6 o'clock, and we hop on, and we're on, you know, we're in the same time zone. And he has become like our homie. Yeah. So shout out to Steven. I don't know if I'm going to tell him about the podcast and tell him we're giving a shout out to the end of the podcast. But we have enjoyed playing with this guy. Like, And, and with three people, that game is made for at, yeah. at least, I mean, if you have two people, you're kind of still getting killed. But with three people... We're doing so much better. We're getting like the events done at like the Monanga plant, and uh, we did Poseidon together. Yeah. Like we and we're like like we're, completed events. Yeah, so it's been like it makes that game so much more uh, fun. And like seriously, I didn't have any. I mean, again, Stephen is not like an, a, a foreign object to me. Like I love dudes like this. I, this is the kind of uh, he's what you salt of the earth kind of dude who's sophisticated and. But he's also just, he's like a dude. He's like a dude. He's like a, just a, he's a, he's a dude. Yeah, it's like, like, and yeah. I love this guy. <laughs> like yesterday we were trying to do this thing and then, you know, this guy runs up and it's, you know, um, all of a sudden on my screen, it's just like, this guy is wanted now. And like yeah. when you're wanted, if someone kills you and gets you out of the game, they take, you take your caps. It's like a reward. Right. So it's like I was just you know talking out loud. I was like, oh, this guy's wanted for some reason. I wonder what he did because it was it's like you didn't break into anything because we're in a place where you can't break into. Yeah, we're doing an event together. And then all of a sudden he's just like, da 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 da. He's like, oh, he's dead now. It's like and it was it's funny because like, I'm very polite. I'm very southern, and I just don't want to like do this player versus player thing. It's not what I'm here for. And this is what I love about Steven. He'll like run up to like a snally gaster with like a fucking machete. And I'm like, bro, you're like a level 14. You're about to fucking die. I, I think he was even lower than that. No, he was. He was single digit. He was like, I think we he met was him like at eight. Seven. It, yeah. He was like, oh, 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 I'm dying. Oh, I'm dying. <laughs> we're like, like, we gotta, but he's, he's fearless. And at the same time, like if somebody like, he just, he will just roll up to a homie and just cap them. <laughs> If need be, but then I'm also over here going like, can we not just all get along? And I'm like, stay that. Well, it was it was with the like, what was it, stealth or something? Yeah, oh that person God. was wanted, and then we just sort of rolled up. He's like, and he starts attacking, and then all of a sudden, stealth kills all of us like several twice, times. Twice, I got killed. <laughs> like, and I was okay. like, I'm like, I'm walking away from this because that person has got some kind of something that we need to get, and they've yeah. got that handmade gun that we just cannot fucking get. At the penitentiary. This has now become a conversation. Unless you play 76, it's boring as shit. It's like watching your parents talk about insurance when you're eight. This has nothing <laughs> to do with me. Okay, I'm glad you guys uh, stuck around for the end of that. Shout out to Steven. We will see you uh, in a few hours. I'm going to go make us some disease cure and make our gameplay really fun tonight. But he's been uh, an added addition to our holiday season. And I was just going to get into a whole list of things I'm grateful for. The fact that we met Andre. Um, this summer, we met him, and he's now become our podcasting partner, and we miss you, homie, and um, have a lovely holiday season. Merry yeah. Christmas to you guys. Happy holidays. Happy Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, everything you're into. Or if you're not into any of it, just happy uh, random weekend. Of, reset time of, of for the reset. new year. Yeah, there you go. And winter solstice. Today is the winter solstice, so happy winter solstice and all that shit. And we're also grateful for our new uh, homie, Steven. You are an enjoyable dude. We have enjoyed uh, playing. You've made the experience so much more uh, rich and fun. Also grateful for each other, you know? Yeah. Grateful to you. Grateful for you. It's been awesome. 
And uh, we are very fortunate. We are, I, I count my blessings every day. You know, I want to bitch about something and I think about how lucky we are. We have a roof, we have food, we're doing okay. We're, we're gradually accelerating in our chosen fields. My book hopefully will come out 2019. Maybe it'll make $5. That'll be awesome. If I make any money off of it, I'm going to celebrate, you know, any kind of dough, but I'm really just, I'm, I'm looking forward to getting that done in 2019. You're leveling up in your game. Hopefully unions on the horizon. We don't know. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. You know, it's, it's a, it's a goal. Got a new truck this year, even though Stephen made fun of it. Uh, <laughs> well, you know, he's a rugged sort, you know, he's a, He's one of these mountain dudes, you know. He's like he's like the real deal. I'm imagining he has a beard. I don't know if he has a beard. He's like a grizzly Adams kind of dude. So he made fun of our, our truck. But, you know, we love it. It's fine. It's fine for what we do. Uh, yeah, and just grateful for you guys for listening. Thank you guys for tuning in. We have regular listeners. I know who you are. Um, thank you for the shouts. Uh, I know that I don't love on our social media enough. And I'll try to do that in 2019. I'm not good at it, I think, is why I don't really engage in it so much. And then sometimes I just, you know, I just want to exist and uh, and have it be sort of a passive kind of relationship, I think. Like, if you love it and you want to stick around. But if you get it, and for the regular listeners, thank you. For new listeners, thank you for sticking with us and coming along this journey. Uh, shout out to us on our social media. We're always Ashlyn Podcast on uh, we're on uh, what on Twitter. I'm not good at this. Is what Andre uh, Andre does. Um, we're on Twitter as Ashland Podcast, Facebook as Ashland Podcast, or AshlandPodcast.com. We're on TuneIn if you want to listen to us there. You can listen to us on Stitcher, iTunes, and I think we're on SoundCloud. I'm not really sure. No, we're on Spotify. So find us in all those places. Um, and reach out to us at, um, I think we're ashlandpodcast at gmail.com. Always be respectful. We're not coming into your house being mean to you, so don't be coming at us like that. But if you have something you want to talk about, if you want to be on the podcast, if there's something you want us to give shouts to, uh, we don't really do a community cork board like they do on Nerdist or IDT, uh, ID10T, um, Chris's new podcast, but we can, we can always do shouts. And uh, I want to give one more plug to Encore's uh, album, Shades. Please pick it up on Amazon Music and also get it on iTunes. It's only a five ninety four. Come on. Or just buy, for me, I love Blindside. I think you will too. It's a song that we opened with. Uh, do we want to go out on that same tune or do yeah. you want to go out with blind uh, or with Shades? Uh, let's go out on uh, Blindside. I like that Because we love it. We want to hear it again. We really love that one. I want to make that a thing. So pick up at least that track, which is amazing. And then you can go to AshlandPodcast.com, read all about Encore's music, and get links to his social media and what he's doing out there in the world. So let's uh, let's watch this brother rise. I'd like to see him do well in the world. All right, you guys take care of yourselves. Uh, we will see you on the flip of the holiday season. Uh, we love y'all. We'll see you soon. Peace. Right now, I'm trying to deal with this feeling. Tragedy unwrapped, what I've been concealing. Trying to understand life and its meaning. Coming to grips that a time is only fading. I'm sinking. And my mind's crash landed Trying to understand But I can't fathom You were here And then you just vanish What happens to those 
up and you scattered the ashes to our souls. Just wanted this planet. You were more to me than just carbon atoms. Am I the only one that thinks it really matters? As it seems to be drifting into sadness. Did your soul levitate to a higher plane? Will there be a time where I see you again? Will we cross paths if you reincarnate? Right now, this is all he say. If we 